Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It is Tuesday, May 10th, and P.U. did that stink yesterday. Yeah, after uh, five consecutive weeks of selling, we started the week with more selling. Can we do something a little bit less repetitive? Come on now. Okay, well, let me just give you kind of the what happened. We close on the lowest levels of the day. The Dow was down about 2%, S&P down 3.2%, the NASDAQ down by 4.3%. There were some technical levels that we blew through that uh, are kind of on my radar. But just to be clear, the Dow and the S&P 500 are now back to the levels where we were in the spring of 2021, so just over a year ago. The NASDAQ has gotten hammered, is now back to October 2020 levels. And so this is a real serious sell-off. I mean, the Nasdaq's lost about a quarter of its value this year. That's a lot. That's a lot to take in, gang. I know. Um, It doesn't mean that you should do anything with this information. I'm just giving you the information. I also know that it can be extraordinarily anxiety-provoking when we go through these periods. There's no way around it. I can't sugarcoat it. The S&P's down 16% this year. NASDAQ's down 25%. Dow's down 11%. But if you own small company stocks, the Russell 2000 is down 21.5% this year. It's just bad. And there's not a lot of hiding in the bond market. And we've talked about this on and off, but, you know, the the uh, Bloomberg, Barclays, aggregate bond indexes, they're, they're all down, you know, more than... 10 10%, 11% on the year. So there isn't a lot of hiding. I wrote about that the fact that there isn't a lot of um, hiding in your portfolio right now. But what you need to know is that probably if you need help, we're here for you. And if you need some handholding, I'm here for you. You know, I never get freaked out about these periods. I just don't. I mean, I get freaked out about other things in life. I'll tell you, markets have never freaked me out. Ever, ever, ever. So um, if you're long-term investors, and I know you are, or if you need your money within a year, you've goofed and you need to take some money out and lock in your losses, either way, we're here for you. Give us a holler. Go to jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. You breathe. Don't worry. Let us know if you want to come on the air. We'd love to have you. And uh, just know that this is the whole reason we created this community, so we could get through these things together. Okay, let's see. We are going to, uh, we're going to do some emails. And so let's start with an email from Susie, who says, we are an elderly couple with 
I mean, Susie writes not a lot, but I mean, I don't know. There's $400,000 in their retirement. A friend is encouraging us to move our money to an annuity, and we're just not sure what to do. He, the friend, is very persuasive. Oh, boy. Um, I wonder if this friend is an insurance person or not, but let's presume it's just a friend. Susie, it really matters what the details are of what's going on in your life. Um, So let me just be clear that if you have all of your money, $400,000 in retirement, no way would you ever put all of that into an annuity. That's number one, because we don't want you to lose the liquidity, the ability to grab that money if you were to need it. Um, I don't know exactly what elderly means, but let's presume that you're over 70. And let's also presume that um, you maybe don't need this money to live on, that that you're using this money uh, to maybe pad some of your income. But if you're not using it to actually live on and you're maybe thinking in the future, I think there might be better ways than an annuity. Mark, don't you think I sound very um, rational? I didn't just go crazy with like, that's a terrible idea, which is, was my first reaction. But <laughs> um, I, I, I do really want to make sure that, I don't know, listen, it's hard because I know we get a lot of people talking in our heads, right? I just don't want you to feel like that's the only message to get. The big message that I want to give you is truly that It really depends on so much going on. But in general, I would never in a million years say, gosh, you should be using all of the money, this again, all $400,000 in order to actually put it into an annuity. People have good intentions, but they may not be experts in this. And even if they are experts, um, if you want to follow up with us and give us more details about your life, happy to hear that. Okay, this is from Kim, who is 60 years old, divorced, and Kim has $900,000 in a Roth IRA, $150,000 in mutual funds. She says, I plan to work part or full-time for the next 10 years. There's, There's my friend, 10 years, right to 70. Okay, but Kim says, I don't expect to make meaningful contributions to my investment portfolio moving forward. I am trying to determine if I should purchase long-term care insurance. How should I go about evaluating my options? Huh. You know, it's so funny about long-term care. I mean, if you could get it as a corporate benefit, okay, I'm much more interested in this. I really am. But Kim, you're divorced. Um, I I know you don't want to hear this, but like, if God forbid something would happen, you'd spend your money. And um, I'm concerned that you would actually have to spend a ton of money, which would like defray from your cash flow. And what are we protecting? You know, we are protecting your your nest egg, but maybe you don't need this. Um, So I'd really, really like to know a little bit more. In general, I'm probably leaning away long-term care insurance, but if, you know, if we could get a great deal for you, then that may change my mind a little bit. Again, who's most at risk in long-term care issues? One, if you are married or coupled, and that's, you know, sort of an important thing because if one gets sick, you can deplete all of the funds for the healthy spouse. The other group is that, you know, you'd be partnered, but also have a net worth in this range, kind of what we are seeing in this question. But, you know, I would say hmm, maybe a half a million to a million and a half, like that's the range where it is dangerous. But, 
you know, if you're just going to be draining the money and it's for you, then you're probably going to be okay. Unless you have a great ability to buy long-term care insurance as a group. And that's a good thing to buy, by the way, because it's expensive. Uh, Jamie says, uh, the subject is too much company stock. And he said, I have been advised to sell my company stock, but it would kill me in taxes. Oh, okay. So, um, spouse works for a defense contractor for the past 20 years and one third of the money is in that stock mark. Oh, I know this stinks. I know it. I know you guys hate this, but um, you don't tell me how much money you make, but I mean, just think about this. Let's presume that you guys are you're married and let's say you're in the 15% tax bracket for capital gains, long-term capital gains. And let's even go beyond that. Let's say that together you make more than $250,000. Let's presume you even have a, a slightly higher tax rate, which is 18.8%. Okay. What's the big deal? Pay the tax and move on. Do we really think you're going to get below 20% capital gains rates going forward? Um, and if you don't want to do it all this year, what about a little bit? What about some at a time? Like, I'm just so worried for people when they have all of this money at risk. It's so, so scary. I don't want to say rip the Band-Aid off, Mark, but it's like even if you could just put in an order to sell I don't know. Let's say if a third of your net worth is in one stock, which by the way, I think the the most I would ever say is 10%. So if you go from 33%, can you go to at least 20% this year? And then next year you can go to 10%. Then it's be so much better for you guys. So much better for you guys, please. I mean, the problem is that's a good point. Mark says, would you rather have a loss? We don't want you to lose. You know, when you pay, just think about this. If you pay 18.8%, you say, okay, I'm reducing this total position by 18.8%, but it's going to be reduced by some amount unless you wish to die with this position, right? You're going to pay something to Uncle Sam. So now what happens if the stock goes down? Every dollar you're losing instead of 18.8 cents on every dollar, you lose 100 cents of every dollar. It's not a great bet, gang. It's not. Okay. Matt wants to know, is it better for my portfolio for the price of bonds to go up making the yields go down? Or should I hope the price goes down and the yields go up? Or maybe it doesn't matter. I mean, look, the price of bonds moving is going to make a lot of people crazy. And we're going to have a whole episode about this, I promise. But I think that the general consensus that um, I come to with a lot of other investment professionals is you want to maintain a balanced portfolio. I don't necessarily think you should have long dated bonds or I've never been a fan of high yield or those higher risk bonds, which do get clobbered a lot more in a rising interest rate environment. But when you think about it, if you're really young and you've got um, a bond index in your 401k plan, as the value of that bond fund goes down, you buy shares at lower values. And then as bonds roll out of that or mature inside of that portfolio, the manager is actually replacing the bonds at better levels, right? The prices are down. So that's good too. So long term, it's fine. If you own individual bonds, kind of doesn't matter, you know? just does not matter. So I hope that helps. Uh, Mark, the bond episode, it could be like a five-parter. What do you think? 
<laughs> it is much needed. And we are, I promise you, we are going to get this rolling. I promise. I promise. We have, we waited for the person we really wanted for the Bond episode. And that's why it's taken a little bit. But as you can imagine, Bond experts are incredibly in high demand right now. And so we're so grateful that she has, we have it on the books. So we will be doing that interview. Okay, here's somebody who doesn't want to use a real name. So let's call this person Jimmy. How do you like that, Mark? Jimmy. Jimmy wants to know about the 4% rule. Jimmy is 60. Wife is 58. She's retired from teaching. Um, She doesn't have a pension. Hmm, that stinks. He works in IT. He's got a lot of stress. Two kids grown, doing well. He makes 170. They have 1.4 million in uh, qualified retirement. So pre-tax retirement, 140 grand in investments, 28 grand in an HSA, some money in Roth 401k, like another 100 grand in Roth IRA and 401k, and 90 grand in checking and savings. Okay, I got all the social security (laughs) projections. House is 900 grand, but did a cash out refinance of a half a million dollars uh, at 3% a few months ago to purchase a home for possible retirement or rental. Second home is valued at 540 grand. We'll start renting on a lease for 2,500 a month. Okay, as far as where we will live, it's on hold. We've got an elderly relative. We can't move while that person is still around. And Jimmy's like, I get the 4% rule. I know you're more inclined with 3%. I've cobbled together a spreadsheet when I use all the details and rate of return of 6% and a 6% withdrawal rate taking Social Security at 70. They would still hold, blah, blah, blah. Income would be 100 grand at 60. Uh, Do we think we're in good shape? Jimmy, here's the problem. Number one, what are you missing? You're not factoring in inflation. You're using too high a withdrawal rate. And the plan doesn't work the way with those carve outs. You're using too uh, rosy of a scenario. That's really the issue. All right. So I'm not going to dwell on this. But gang, we want you to use conservative. Okay. Conservative, conservative issues. And then finally, we have April who says during the pandemic, her husband lost her job. They refinanced their home and they're struggling to even make the current payment. They have two rental homes. One is paid off. And each month, the rent goes to college payments for our daughter. Our second rental still has a mortgage. They have a disagreement. My husband wants to take money from our retirement savings to pay off the second rental home. And I believe we should refinance our current residence to to decrease our monthly payment. Maybe you're both wrong. So don't take money out of retirement savings to pay off the second home. And more importantly, don't refinance right now. You're not going to get a lower payment for four years until you can pay it off. I'm more concerned that they are taking cash flow that they need and sending it to their daughter, which they shouldn't be doing. We want you to come on the air with us. All right. Will you do that pretty please? Okay. It's going to continue to be volatile, gang. I cannot do anything about that. This is where we are in the universe. So as we contemplate that very fact, I want you to know that we're here for you. All you need to do is get in touch with us if you're feeling queasy, and I'm sure you are. Many of you are. Just go to jillonmoney.com, hit the contact us button. We'll talk you off the ledge. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. It's fantastic. And uh, we know that there's people out there that are more freaked out than others. 
and we want to make sure we give you some space and some room to to join us okay please do that all right and uh don't forget to lift someone up because a lot of people are freaking out right now okay grit growth grace thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow tomorrow